0: College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some college football bowl games, obviously. Um, we Life kind of got in the way, you know how it goes. Uh, so we are going to just do a shortened show uh, tonight. We were thinking about doing it Monday, stuff got in the way, so we figured, you know, why not waste your time? And do too long of a podcast, so we're gonna kind of jump into this stuff. We'll have a little bit of recap. Um, There has been some interesting games, uh, but you know, not a whole lot. Obviously, it'll probably mostly be Minnesota Gopher talk. Just kidding. Um, So yeah, we'll definitely get into that. And then, of course, we got some big games coming up. Obviously, Friday, Georgetown or Georgetown, Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Bama. A lot of interesting games like Oklahoma State and Notre Dame, Iowa, Kentucky. Kind of mirror image of each other. Utah, Ohio State. Utah definitely is probably going to be a little bit more tuned in for that one because that's a big, big deal to make the Rose Bowl for them, whereas Ohio State, they look at this as a slightly bit of a, you know, of a disappointment. They do have two of their top three wide receivers out as well. Um I can't wait for Baylor Old Miss. Uh, I know that Baylor does have some, some folks out in that one for the sugar bowl, but that should be a good game, uh, regardless. So we will preview and predict all this good stuff. Uh, a handful of these games, um, in just a short little bit. If this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome! It streams live right here on Blog Talk Radio. forward slash Radio. You don't have to go to and Blog Talk though. You can find this year' College Football Show under the Rope-A-Dope Radio podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Player FM. Tune in Stitcher. We're also on Amazon Music. I forget to mention that sometimes. We're also part of the Grilling True Sports Podcast Network. While you're at it, why don't you head on over to thegrillingtrue. dot com? And uh, one more thing. If you're thinking about cutting the cord or you have, you're not quite happy, i got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as 69.99 a month. It's the best of live TV and on-demand. No annual contract. No hidden fees. If you upgraded the Choice or Ultimate Package, that will give you three free months of HBO Max. Plus, you get to enjoy regional sports networks with no additional fees that you're seeing a lot more nowadays. If the cable package even has, you know, all the uh, – Sports networks. That's been a regional thing anyway. Um, and then if you go to the Premier package, that'll give you HBO Max and Showtime right there in the subscription. That's Direct TV stream. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and bring in my co-host Marshall and see how he's doing on this fine December day. Two days before, I suppose. Well, yeah, about two days before. Um, before. We uh, flipped the calendar. How are you doing, my friend?
1: So, I, I got good news for you. Um, I, I was going to save this for the show. This was not pre, uh, pre-show pre discussed, but don't worry. It's not a trivia question, Chris. I'm not going to throw you in I the was just going to stop the recording and say, all right, so we're going to fucking do this again. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you've done this for seven years, you bastard. <laughs> okay, so don't pause the recording. We're allowed to continue. There's no trivia question on your part, but... Um due to the uh evil C word um uh and a I have a, a freshman coach who's traveling on vacation who didn't know she'd be a coach this year and my head coach and varsity assistant coach is out with covid um your man your buddy in Texas is getting, going tomorrow to coach his first ever varsity high school basketball game nice so again it's i mean it's covid I'm, thing
0: ain't too bad for you I mean, sure. And, and again, I obviously, I,
1: I wish my coaches were healthy. Like, and, I, and they have, they're having minor cold symptoms. I don't think neither are in, you know, in, in critical condition. I, I wish they weren't sick, but the fact, you know, that, but it is what it is. And f- tomorrow will be the first time on the sidelines. Actually, and being the man I am, Chris, I'm like, all right, you know what? I want to coach my JV kids and I'm going to coach my varsity kids after. So I'll be coaching two games in a row. And I was just thinking about this if I get tossed, if, if for some reason I got thrown out of my JV game, <laughs> could we go back to the, uh, player coach, uh, uh, MLB idea of, you know, if I get thrown out of my JV game, am I allowed to coach varsity? I'm not sure if that's in the guidelines of Texas basketball, but nonetheless I I'm nervous and excited. Um, I called my dad. I was like, my coach said, you know, do you want to coach tomorrow? If, if, we're both out cuz I was waiting on a different uh one of the covid uh, one of my tests, uh, one of my coaches was still waiting for a test and my dad's like dude he's like you know what you're doing like enjoy it have fun with it so i was like all right so i text the coach back i'm like yeah i want to coach so um, i'm nervous again I-, I wish these people weren't out but it is what it is so it should be a really fun experience to enjoy tomorrow and i can you know i can officially have one high school game under my belt so i'll let you know how it goes on our next podcast but it's very exciting and i'm looking forward to it man that that's my opening positive rant for the day
0: that's dope that's really cool i like that i'll text you too football i think if it was football they'd let you coach but a basketball like ah fuck basketball dude this is texas who cares <laughs> um, so, I, so I i think if it was football they'd definitely let you coach um, but, yeah, just try not to get tossed, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, if I if I get tossed in my JV game. <laughs> it will know you were just afraid. That's all.
1: And it will be the same refs. you would be like, hey, I'm back again for the varsity game. How's it going, guys?
0: <laughs> I know I'm not
1: going to any calls this game, but, hey, how, how are we doing, sir? <laughs> nice that's to see you. That's another with.
0: thing, too. Yeah, you can't be
1: too loud in general
0: because you're going to screw up your varsity club. You're, you're I know. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, besides that, and another positive, I actually have two positive stories, Chris. Um, I'm actually up on bowl games this year. I don't have a crazy rant for once. Like, I've actually been hitting my bowl bets. But I've been hitting my bowl bets because a couple of teams have been starting third-string quarterbacks. So when Nevada and Va Tech started a third-string quarterback, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bet against this team. And both those have easily gone through. Um, Western Michigan meet, beat Nevada 52-24, to 24. and mind you, Chris, so I'm getting a cavity filled in, which was why we couldn't do a show Monday. So I'm literally, they're drilling my teeth, and both our, with my dentist's office, there is a little digital screen where you can put the remote on for watch a game. So I'm literally getting my teeth drilled into, and as that's happening, the dude takes the kickoff back to the house. I'm like, Tiger Woods fist pumping. Well, I literally cannot talk and move, and there's a drill going into my tooth, but. You know, it's been a very good bowl season so far, man. So, uh, and even today, uh, Maryland beat the crap out of vatech, who was on third string quarterback. So I'm all happy. Normally I start off with a rant. Today is a lot of happiness and joy. I hope you don't bring me down at all, sir.
0: Well, I can't. There's no, you know, guarantee that I won't.
1: Um, <laughs> I know last
0: night, uh, uh, PJ Fleck could have possibly scored at the end of the game. But they decided to just take a knee, and I think there was still a little bit more time left. And then he said, screw it. And I don't know if it was a second-half number or what. Or maybe it was an over-under. I can't remember what okay. it was. But I saw Twitter just flipping out after I got off work. work. Oh. Uh, I actually watched like a little bit at work, and then we shut it off just so I'd be able to see the full the game. But sure. they were pissed off at Fleck for something because I I saw Fleck trending on Twitter, so I just hit it, and uh, they were really mad that he did not score because well, I, everyone's I like, "Dude, I got this! I got this! What the hell are you doing?" It must have been like a twelve point. I I think it was a twelve point spread in the second half or something like that.
1: Okay, because I was just I, I actually bet the golfers with you. Or for your gophers, and they were only a minus five and a half, and the over/under that game stayed really low. So yeah, it must have been a a second half point spread bet. You're right; that's the only thing that would make logical sense to me because the then over/under. Because I've never seen
0: them talk about twelve, and they won by twelve,
1: so it must yeah. have been like
0: they just needed a field goal, <laughs> and that would have pumped people up over it. Yeah, you're, they were you're,
1: up nine, fifteen to six
0: at half. So well, that's and yeah,
1: one. you're right. In the final half, in the second half, the score was 3-0. to zero. Yeah. So, so maybe, sort of like, maybe dude, the Dude, you're Gophers, right there. Like, yeah. You
0: do something. But uh, they just I, were able to burn it out all the way, basically. So it's just screw it. They left uh, a couple of scores, not necessarily touchdowns, but they left some some offense on that field, no doubt about it. Defense was like lights out. That would, I mean. The Gophers were just killing that quarterback early in the game. Just they must have got five six hits on him just in the first half. But uh, they left. They they definitely left something on that field as far as offense. It should have been in the should have been probably like twenty high twenties to six or something like that. But I did see people freaking out about that. Um, uh, I saw a little a good chunk of that Air Force Louisville game. Once Air Force got up, I said, "Well, good luck, dude." You know, once you get, once you're up on a, you know, once a, a, an option team gets up on you, sure. we used to say this about Georgia Tech all the time, remember? It's like, hey, as long as you don't trail them by like two scores, you'll be fine. You can beat them. But if you start yeah. trailing them early, good luck with that. Um, that was a pretty good game. And these are just, you know, recent ones. Um, it has been kind of fun to see like Florida kind of get beat cleanly. That Army-Missouri game, Sorry to bring up Missouri, but I did see that. That was a pretty good, uh, ending. Um, I mean, there's been some okay games, uh, but nothing that, that Fresno UTEP, that was a good game. I remember that one, but nothing that stands, you know, way out, uh, that we, you know, break too far down. What, uh, what's your thoughts so far? Okay. Uh, yeah, I star or
1: something. Yeah, I've been watching them, but a lot of them really—I I think Vegas has been spot on. But a lot of it's been due to, hey, um, said stud player is opting out or transfer portaling, and it's kind of killed some of the vibes of the games. And, and again, it, it, every guy's right to do that. You know, that's become the new, um, college football—you know—word that we're going to podcast for next year, but. Like I told you, a couple of teams are on third-string quarterbacks. Like, well, no, you know, no shit, dude. Your team don't got a chance. Like, and you kind of feel bad in a way, like, you know, because, yeah, but, again, it's each their own. But for the players who are playing the bowl games, you know, dude, when you're trying out third-string quarterback, well, it's going to be hard to win. Um, But, yeah, so I, I wouldn't say there's been, like – uh and I know you said there was some Twitter news on go uh, Gopher game, but I don't think there's been like a, a bad beat aside from that. I, you know, a lot of the games have been kind of wider margin spreads. I did watch the Missouri game. Um, they did blow that one. Uh, they, they were up uh, one with about a minute to go, and they scored a touchdown to go up one. And then their quarterback missed a wide open, wide open wide receiver to go up three. And, of course, I would have made a three-point lead, so that field goal would have sent the game in overtime, but the go, uh, Missouris ends up losing by two. So that was a tough loss. But, yeah, besides that, man, it's just been um, a lot of wider games. But, hey, I've been w- winning tickets, so I really don't care. I'm, I'm good with all that. Um, and Dana Holgerson, who I've bet against almost every bowl game he's ever coached because he was 1-7 against the spread, uh, won yesterday with Houston. This is the coach who normally doesn't care about bowl games, but Houston did pull off a twelve and two season, which hey, that any any D one team that wins twelve games, that you've had a hell of a year. So uh credit to Houston for beating Auburn and Auburn again, but Auburn had a handful of guys who were opting out or transfer portal people. So um just the kind of the great, <clears throat> the great
0: Almighty Bo Nix isn't going to be an Auburn Auburn quarterback.
1: Either. He's That's well, and that that was going to kind of be my final point to wrap up this little opening segment is the fact that, and I'm not even saying I like it that much because I, I really don't, but it is what it is. And just the fact that we literally now have a free agency like the NBA does, we're like, dude? I don't like my coach that much. Transfer portal, like again, I know I know the rules are fair. It applies to every team. It is what it is. But this transfer portal, it's almost kind of become like, dude, I'm I'm transfer portal, transfer portal. It's like what what what, what? It, it almost doesn't seem like it's with college football. It seems like this is a NFL free agency thing, but it's not. And it's literally any college kid can say, dude, I'm not happy here, I'm leaving. So I think it's kind of changing the sport just differently. You know, I, I, it is what it is, but it to me, Chris, it just it seems so strange to hear. Well, said quarterback for X team is not playing because he's in the transfer portal. Well, hell, what, wait, what? Like you can do it before you even play in a bowl game. Like I just don't like it for a college sport in general. Again, I, I know it is. Again, it's it's set in stone, but it I, I'm not used to it yet. I guess I can say that it just seems strange to me that it's become a very common theme very quickly. And I think it just kind of puts teams in weird spots. I think the transfer portal should be allowed. But make the kids play in their bowl game. Because that does, again, put teams in very weird spots. Like today, uh, Vod Tech, both of your quarterbacks go on a transfer portal. Well, shit, that that's a slap in the face to the other guys who battled with you for the whole year. And you got tried out a kid who had 20 snaps the whole season. And you get your butt kicked in a bowl game because both of your guys left. Like, okay, transfer portal is cool, but – Make you play your bowl game and then leave. That that's just my two cents on the rule. I know it doesn't mean much, but that's my thoughts on it.
0: Well, let's back it up. First of all, the, the the transfer portal has basically been in college basketball the last few years because remember they've been a they've been approving. This is why the rule changed because they've been approving you can play this year. Because remember, before when a coach would leave and they bring in a new coach who happens to you know have a system that you're not going to fit in you were just screwed you had to sit out a year well that was on some dumb shit they never that is fair i'll give you that they could have figured that out in college football a lot earlier notice though they were giving it didn't work all the time but a good chunk of it uh basketball players were able to play the next year a lot of them because you put in your little you know thing saying hey uh Either the coach left or, you know, someone in my family's dying I want to go closer to home, you know, that type of thing. We always hear those stories in college basketball. So that was an ongoing thing in college basketball. They didn't call it the transfer portal, but it basically was that, you know. I don't think – first of all, you can only use it once, so it's not like you constantly will be doing it. Sure. And they set the tone for all this stuff when it comes to paying athletes and all that, NCAA just let these coaches do whatever the fuck they want, and the, the player was getting screwed over and over again. So, you know, it's going to take some time to go, the, you know, the other way. One thing, though, sometimes what I I think what people aren't paying attention to, unless it's your own team uh, that you cheer for or you know a lot about the team, is a lot of players will be getting benched or be buried on the the, the chart, the depth chart, and you go into the transfer portal. Like, all right, cool. You don't want me? I'm just going to transfer portal. So some of it's that. I know as far as the Gophers this year, that's basically all it was. Was It, it actually was a mutual benefit thing. Hey, we're not going to play you. So, you know, you might as well go someplace else, and then we'll bring someone in. And the easy come, easy go, you do get to bring in guys and, and plug them right in, too. So I actually don't have a problem with it as far as it, the thing. I, I think you mean well as far as saying you have to play all the way the ball. But then let's change the rules Then the coach has to go all the way there too. This whole recruiting cycle, they obviously need to fix – a lot of it's this. They need to fix this so a coach can stay on You're the right. whole ball game. Sure, you know what I mean. Yes, you don't see head coaches dipping in the NFL if they're on a team. You know what I mean, unless they get fired, or you know, once in a while, you there'll be some weirdness uh, deep in the playoffs with an offense coordinator or something like that. But they need to fix the whole thing. We can't just now pick up. Oh, now it sucks. You know, because uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, a lot of young players playing these bowl games too already. I don't know, you know, that that's something that's been going on for a couple decades now. Because they're like, well, we're not going to play you as much in this game, so we're going to play our guys for next year, too. So it's been a combination of all this stuff, but it's still, I still think it should be there. Because they never should have had to sit out a year anyway. That was always just ignorant. That was always just not player first, athlete, student athlete, whatever the fuck you want to call them but I, I see where you're going with that but if you are a part-time starter and then they just put you at the end of the depth chart well if you got to you know it's it's also there's they put the quicker you get in the transporter the better chance you have at landing someplace that's going to fit you too so you're in a weird scenario where you're like well everybody else is getting that portal i got to get in there you know so it's it, it's 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 going to take a couple years to figure out this COVID shit is also – I think people are downgrading that, too. When you get these extra years, Marshall, a lot of these transfer portals are like, I'm splitting time here. I'm dipping. I'm just going to – I mean, the the Pickney dude from Clemson who got a starting job here as a D-tackle, he was splitting time, and he's like, well, you know what? There's this young stud below me. They want to play his ass. They're just cycling me through anyway. Why don't I go someplace where I'm wanted? You know, so it's, it's a weird – It's a weird thing that we are going to have to get used to, but only in college football because college basketball has basically had the transfer portal because so many uh, kids in the last five, ten years have gotten approved to play the very next year. Uh, Not all of them. I know like Marcus Carr, the year we went to the second round, we should have had Marcus Carr. But uh, for some reason, you know, the NCAA, who the fuck knows, right? They just were like, nope. You know, we probably would have made the Sweet 16 that year if we had Marcus Carr. But it, it, it all all signs pointed to we were going to get him, and the NCAA just fucked us in the kids. So it it is going to take a little time. Um, but like I said, a lot of young players play, not just reps in practice, but they play in these games too. So I don't know. I mean, it's not like. It, it takes some getting used to, but let's uh, let's jump in this. I just realized. We okay. To wait. Good deal. Cool. Uh, we're already at 20 minutes. Okay. Um, so the starting quarterback for Pitt is not playing. Uh, Michigan State's already the favorite. Um, I think Michigan State's uh, going to win that game, especially without – I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll have a guy that, you know, we haven't seen, so you don't have much tape on him. But uh, I'm thinking Michigan State is going to win that game. What do you think about. Um, oh, you know what? By the time this goes, the Oregon Oklahoma will already be playing. <laughs> uh, it'll already be done, basically. So we might as well not even preview and predict that game. Um, Wisconsin Arizona State's kind of a hardcore barn burner. I was going to pick Purdue to pull the upset on Tennessee. But then Purdue has more out, their their number one wide receiver, and then I think somebody else got hurt too. That's pretty good. They either have one or two guys out. So that's enough. it's in that music city bowl, uh, tomorrow. I was gonna pick Purdue in that one, but I I'm I, I think Tennessee's gonna get that that done. I'm I'm kinda bouncing off of that one.
1: I think for <clears throat> for Tennessee I haven't heard any opt outs so obviously with the the stud for um Purdue being out there wide receiver, I would lean Tennessee. Cause that guy's been their whole offense almost all year. So yeah, I'm with you. Um, there's some talk that the, um, Purdue coach Braum, who I've always liked that he's done a hell of a job, uh, might be going to Louisville. There's some talk and rumors about that. So that'd be, I mean, it's random news, but that'd be something to look into. Uh, so yeah, I would lean, I would lean Tennessee again. And if you're Tennessee, dude, you're still trying to win every game you can. You had a, you had an okay season, but not great. And for a fan base who's literally been pissed off for the last six, seven years, any win you can pile up is a positive win, Chris. Iowa, Kentucky,
0: I'm, I'm leaning Kentucky, but these two might as well just look in the mirror at each other and say, yep, that's basically our freaking program because they're going to play hard nose defense. They're going to try to play fundamentally sound, rushing the ball with a good line. But they have struggles offensively, and they have struggles throwing the ball. It just seems like we've just seen so much up and down from Iowa this year. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with Vegas. It, it, they have uh, Kentucky a three point spread.
1: There is no way in hell I'm betting Iowa. <laughs> After watching that team play all year, no way. Go Cats. Go Cats. And that's something. <laughs>
0: That I don't think i no matter what sport, I never thought I'd just hear that sentence right there. <laughs> Talk about positive with Kentucky? Oh my gosh. Um, Oklahoma State and, uh, the Irish from Notre Dame.
1: Um, well, speaking point, of coaches that bailed, hmm? I mean, yeah, you want, I mean, who, Notre Dame's coaches, I mean, I know, i it you Kelly went to LSU immediately. So and I know and I know they upgraded the they upgraded their DC, didn't they? Yeah. But still, like that's a, a whole new little situation. And if you're Oklahoma State, you finally beat your big brother in OU, like that should be a really fun game. Um I would take Oklahoma State just because oh hell, it's a two point Well, oh, actually no, actually excuse me, Chris. I'm taking Notre Dame. I've still not forgotten I was gonna and say that that was a once break you don't camp. like a quarterback, I don't I don't even know why you no, asked no, no, yeah, yeah. Spencer Saunders, dude, no go Irish. Do not if you want to watch a guy who's gonna throw three to four picks essentially and have seventeen plays in the red zone with one touchdown and choke, bet Oak State. Go, well, I'm not saying go Irish. I will bet. I would cheer. Well, for you the, already I, said
0: it. You already good said God. go Irish.
1: I want to rescind, I want, I want this podcast to be rescinded and I want the tape to be burnt. Um, I would, I would choose the Irish. I'll say that.
0: There you go. That was better. I liked how you did that. Um, I'm going to go with the mullet man. I'm going with Mr. Frickin' pick six, six. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going the opposite. Just oh, because, good God. Um, Penn State just by sheer name and the Gophers losing to Bowling Green. Uh, Got into this spot. This was our spot. This was the over spot. But when you lose the Bowling Green, guess what? You don't deserve it. Can Arkansas kind of get that midseason form back into it before they uh, hit that gauntlet and uh, get the dub over uh, the Nittany Lions? Or uh, is Penn State going to carry some momentum into uh, 2022?
1: I'll just say this. I think Arkansas has got one of the best coaches in college football. And you know what I believe about James Franklin. Go, I was uh, going to say, you
0: know, we're not talking about Ole Miss, right? <laughs> okay, I just just making sure.
1: Go, go, pig, Sui, go, hogs.
0: All right, um, and I, I think Arkansas will find their their uh, midseason when they were one bringing. and a half
1: point spread. That's a that's a tight one too.
0: It's pick them, dude. That's yeah. what I do like about these games. And sometimes, you know, we talk about op out this, op out that, or whatever. Um, their transfer portal. But some of, the, some of that shit evens up the game, though. You know what I mean? So you're like, actually, I like this trans reporter game because it's a tighter game now. Other times, like you said, they fuck up the game. Um, it's kind of funny how that works. Speaking of that, obviously, the Utes from Utah, this is a huge game for them in the Rose Bowl. Big, big game. They're only four-and-a-half-point uh, underdogs. I believe they were six-and-a-half or five-and-a-half not long ago until two out of the three studs uh, from Ohio State are not going to play in that game, uh, wide receiver-wise. So that obviously, you know, causes a little bit of issue. Um, So much of me wants to pick Utah in this because the way they, you know, once they got their shit together, Marshall, they really look good down the stretch. The way they waxed the Ducks back-to-back, I think there's a game in between but I thought that was a pretty impressive do you think just overall roster talent top to bottom will do it for the Buckeyes or the fact that this means so much more to Utah do you think the Utes will get it done
1: yeah I think the motivational angle is going to obviously be important um we've seen this Chris uh since we've hell since we've been friends um a more of a blue blood school playing a school. That's like a, a wannabe blue blood and the wannabe blue blood wins just because there's extra motivation. There's, I mean, we we could list 10 or 11 examples of games being close and Utah is a legit B level program in college football in America and Ohio state is an A level, but Ohio state got their ass kicked by their like rival for the first time in 15 years. And they missed out on the college football playoff. So Again, are they really maybe excited to play Utah in a game that doesn't mean to them what they thought they'd be playing for, for in the final four? Um, probably not. And hell, that was the first time in I think like five seasons, Ohio State lost like a Big Ten conference game. So um I think the motivational angle is there for Utah. And you're right, they don't have the skill level Ohio State does, but Utah's not a joke. This isn't like a scummy team. Like I, I and again, they they beat the team in Oregon who beat Ohio State. So the skill level might be a, a, an edge up, but it's not a, a vast difference. So I would I would go with Utah. I hope Utah wins. I would definitely take Utah with the four and a half in what should be a really fun game to watch in California.
0: It wasn't fifteen years, by the way. Okay, it was eight. Years. It was eight years since they beat them.
1: Um. Oh, God. Was okay. Wouldn't sure. So
0: You're right. I mean, don't bury Harbaugh that much. Jesus Christ. He wouldn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, um, <laughs> he that that you make a good point about the Oregon. But week one and week two, Oregon, they didn't look like anything like that after those two games, did they? I mean, if we're being honest, that, that didn't look like yes. six o'clock. Yeah, but no. I, but I hear you. I, yeah. I do. I'm actually gonna pick uh, Utah as well. I just think that it just means so much. Damn, they, they, they they've never won a Rose Bowl, so this is the first Rose Bowl they've been to. So they're like, oh, we're all about this. This means a whole lot, um, especially if they. What they got to do is just stay in the game early. You know, they're not sure. a comeback team. If they can just be in the game at half, I do like them down the stretch. Number eight Old Miss versus number seven Baylor. Baylor does have a few guys out. They got uh I think they're their second best wide receiver because I think he's pro eligible. The defensive end who's a stud. Somebody else out. Um just looking at this, obviously, you know, offense against defense. Clearly Baylor, you know, the way they closed this year. You know, they're carrying in a lot of momentum. And, you know, to be fair, it's the same with Old Miss. Um you look at, I don't know, it's weird because Old Miss gives up a grip of rushing yards. 182 to be exact. And although Old Miss can run the shit out of the ball, as we know, they average 224 a game. They got the quarterback and the running back that can run. It's just a great rushing attack. Baylor averages 214 a game. So it's really like they're going to take their ball and go home. That's what Baylor wants to do. They want to control the clock, keep Old Miss, the swaggy Old Miss offense off the field. Um I don't even know why I'm asking you who's going to win here, but uh it's really a game of a keep away. They really got a ball control, hog the ball, and I think Baylor can beat Old Miss. But man, when you got like 3 Important guys out on your team, it kind of it has me kind of lingering.
1: Yeah, you know I'm obviously gonna pick my uh, boy Lane Kiffin, uh, of course. Um, so I, I hope Old Miss wins. Uh, I will say though, um, Matt Corral is actually gonna play. So he's one of the rare and Sam Williams, who is the stud D lineman for Old Miss. I, they just might, they must have such a great head coach. These encouraged them to play football. So as of now, from what I've seen on Google, what I've heard is uh, Matt Corral, who is going to the NFL is going to play. So that obviously is encouraging. Um, I hope Old Miss wins. They've, uh, Kiffin had the most wins in Old Miss history. So I hope they finish 11 and two. So I'll be cheering for Hottie Toddy. Go Old Miss. I hope they get the job done. Um, I think they're a more explosive team overall than Baylor. Um, that's just obviously. I'm, I guess I'm probably biased, but yeah, I hope I hope they get dropped up the job done. Their defense is more explosive too.
0: <laughs> is that what you said overall? So,
1: uh, uh, I think that, I think there's more talent team. on the team. We'll see, but I I, I hope uh, I hope Ole Miss gets the job done, and I'm happy. Carl's going to play, and yeah, so I, I I will take Ole Miss minus the one and a half.
0: You know, there's two words I got for you Why he's playing draft stock. That's why. He wants to bump that thing up. Um, Fair enough, fair
1: enough.
0: I would pick Baylor if it weren't for these last, these three kind of key ass, a defensive end who draws a bunch of double teams. I remember watching multiple of these games, and I just, I don't know. I I would, I, I like Baylor to win this game. But the ops out, op outs have me stepping away all the way away. Um, and let's make sure this 10, this 10 game season stuff, let's make sure it holds because they already set the record a, a few years back. But you know how that went. Um, they had to take away that stuff. You know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying.
1: My phone um, cut out. I missed what you said. Moving on to.
0: Next games. <laughs> well, here I'll, I can turn the volume up. You, you not hearing me? Uh, all right, Cincinnati. You know, I, I'll say this about Cincinnati: at least they didn't go Central Florida on the thing and claim a, a national championship and all that shit. You know what I mean? I thought that was some corny ass shit, to be honest with you. But, but here is your opportunity, and I know a lot of people. All, the first thing they do is get Bama. Well, we all know Bama, you know, sure, Bama showed up against Georgia, but pretty much every other game, you know, on both sides of the ball, it's still not the same. They probably got an op out or two. Well, probably not, but I know they have an injury, that's for sure, uh, to a key piece. But, you know, the Bearcats wanted this. They got a damn good defense. Speaking of running game, they, you know, they can run the ball as well. Because they, as we know, they got a you know the, the combination thing, uh, you know that they, they actually rush. Oh, that's so weird. They rush 147 yards, Alabama. You know, for some teams that's really awesome, but to see them averaging only 147, that's weird to me. But they are 347 through the air, so that makes up for it. But um, Cincinnati's not known. Speaking of run. For their run defense, but they do have a damn good defense. that's aggressive. They get after the quarterback. Um, they definitely play good, like in the secondary. I mean, they're giving up only a buck sixty eight a game. Uh, now, clearly, they're playing in a you know a, a league that's not as good as say the Big Twelve. You know, well, Big Twelve as well, SEC, Big Ten, whatever. And it's also weird to see Marshall the passing yards being even over 200, let alone 223 per game. That is so wild to see that from Alabama. My point is, long story short, um, I mean, you know, you got what you wanted, uh, Bearcats, now you got to prove it. You know, they they played well against Georgia last year during a COVID year, sure, but they, they did. Georgia was still a solid team, and they damn near beat them. It, you know, it just it's it's hard to pick against Saban when he just had a month to study him.
1: Yeah, that is probably the toughest part, <clears throat> especially considering the performance we just saw from Bama. But just to um, copy and paste some information from ESPN, um, this this is the best secondary Bama we will see all year uh, of the two cornerbacks and two safeties on Cincinnati's team. Three out of those four guys are going NFL. And one of the guys is not allowed a receiving touchdown on him in his career. So, I mean, again, I'm not saying Cincinnati is going to win, but this is the best passing defense Cincinnati that Bama has seen all season, which says something considering, you know, they're from, you know, the SEC. So, if you can make Alabama more of a conventional, we're going to run the ball and you offense, you maybe got a chance. Now, the issue I think is the fact that Chris and I've kind of been tough on this guy since we've done our podcast and feels like this is year seven. Um, I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to beat Bama. I think Cincinnati's defense can hold their own for a while. They can make Bama work. They can make Bryce Young work like LSU and Auburn did, but. Desmond Ritter, in my opinion, is not going to be able to outwork Saban. So I think that eventually, as the game wears on, uh Alabama's offense will find its cracks and find a way to score. And I don't see Cincinnati's defense doing that. I just think the, and again, you can say Cincinnati's quarterback's had a good year. Maybe he has. But look at who Cincinnati's quarterback has had a good year against. And then, Tell me which of those defenses would compare to Bama. So I think that's the biggest difference. I I think since I think the Bearcats defense really holds their own, but when you look at Cincinnati, who they played, they put points up on Houston, ECU, SMU, USF, Tulsa, Tulane, uh, UCF and Navy. Those are teams who were some of those teams are okay. They're middle of the pack. They're maybe like a a C plus B minus kind of football team, but those aren't Bama. So I think they're not going to be able to score enough, and that's going to eventually lead to a game being worn out in the second half. I hope they make it close, though, because I don't want to hear a bunch of clowns say, well, you know, we put Cincinnati in there, they got their ass kicked. Well, mind you, uh Bama ha- Bama has made Notre Dame become a laughing stock for a handful. Like, If Cincinnati does get beat, Chris, 35-10, to 10, you can't laugh and say the committee never should have put them in. Because Bama and Clemson have done this to many teams. This wouldn't be like – it wouldn't be a slap in the face. Like, you know, they they earned the right to be there. A hundred percent they should be in the game. If they get blown out, that doesn't make them less of a team than what Notre Dame has put up in the last handful of years, just in my opinion.
0: Well, and I like what you said about, you know, comparing Cincinnati, who they played. But the problem is you can do that with their defense too. You know, those numbers are in that league, so they're shutting down – and, you know, and a lot of those teams that used to be juggernauts on offense aren't – they weren't this year. A lot of them weren't. So sure. – and another thing is last year, and I say last year because a lot of that defense is back, you know, from Cincinnati. I mean, if those guys are going pro this year, three out of four, that means they were there last year, more than likely. So sure. yeah. Unless they were hurt or whatever. Or had COVID, of course. But I don't remember all of them. But you're right. There's a nasty D. But Georgia – and it was a different quarterback, Daniels, uh, he put up almost 400 yards on him last year through the year. And Georgia's not really known to be chucking it around all day. So <laughs> it'll be, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting. Now, Daniels is a better thrower than the guy they got right now. But, um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that they keep it close. I mean, they put up a respectable effort, for like beyond respectable against Georgia. They lost that thing in the last minute. I mean, it was it was close the whole time. They had a double digit lead. I thought they they showed really well. It really kind of felt like uh, it was tighter than this. But that LSU Central Florida game that was a very competitive game when they did have their chance at a you know at a big boy. So um, all right, one more to go. Number two, Michigan. Number three, Georgia. You know, since this thing's open, it feels like it's gone up. A notch wasn't it six and a half when it opened?
1: I believe, yes, sir, yes.
0: So it's gone up a full point. Uh, um, they're pretty close to like when they talk about mirror images. It's pretty damn close that way. I mean, it really is. Both of them have talent. Both of them could recruit their ass off. I guess you'd say momentum. Momentum is definitely on Michigan's side, but you know, it's almost a month ago, uh, and obviously. You know, sometimes you see a team that looked the part, and and by the way, another thing I was going to add, on: Georgia had the best defense in the country, hands down, and look what Bama did to that defense, I forgot to mention that, Uh, but you know, a lot of that can be we can't do it, they're saying we can't do it, they're saying Georgia's the new king in this, you know, so a lot of it was, you know, Saban had a lot to rally them uh, behind, and I'm just wondering... Will the Bulldogs really kind of shit the bed and and end? You know, we've seen teams do this. I mean, there's undefeated teams. I remember a few years ago, Miami shit the bed down the stretch. Like it, it happens. You know what I mean? It does happen, and it's like it's going to go one or the other. Either George is going to be super pissed and they're going to go out and put on a great performance against Michigan, or they're going to shit the bed. You know what? What? What is your You know, gut telling you, I do kind of feel like Georgia's going to represent themselves and look more like the team uh, heading into the SEC championship, not the one on that Saturday afternoon that got their ass kicked.
1: I'm not sure why, but I'm going Harbaugh. (laughs) I I don't have a great reasoning, Chris. Uh, I just think that Michigan wins this game. I think that Georgia was riding high. I think they felt like they were going to take care of Bama. Alabama whooped them up, and I think that if you look at, if Michigan plays like they did against Ohio State, I think they'll beat Georgia. That was a ground-and-pound performance. We're going to beat you in the line of scrimmage, and in my opinion, Ohio State's football players are the same damn team as Georgia, and their offense is probably better, so I'm just, I, I'm, I'm going Michigan. I don't got a great answer, but I just think Michigan rise in momentum from being Ohio State. And I think they take care of Georgia, so I would definitely take them with the spread for sure.
0: According
1: according to oh ESPN's <laughs> Had to go there.
0: Football Power <laughs> Index, the Georgia Bulldogs, why, they, why are they even playing this game? That's what ESPN's saying. Oh. 67.1% Chance. And I'm with you. I I just, whether it's an it factor, if you look at what, two and a half, almost three quarters of that Michigan State game, Michigan was on. Shit got fucked up. They ended up losing that game, but it did kind of spark, well, it did kind of. It sparked them after. So even in that game, they should have won that game. You know what I mean? And I'll say that the committee, remember they brought that up saying, well, I hear you, but damn, that was a tight game, dude. It was a tight loss, and they looked pretty damn good during it. And the more I thought about that, I go, you know, although in that scenario I wouldn't have liked, you know, if Michigan State would have stayed unbeaten and all that, we know how that was going to go, I do think they'd ultimately have jumped them. But when they said it like that, I said, God, they do have a point, but I'm not ready to concede. Uh, But I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm going Michigan. I just think it's like the it factor. It's all flowing. They got their confidence. Um, And they got a month, too. You know what I mean? So, But I think it's going to be a tight game, but will Michigan beat them outright? I feel like they will, but either way, that seven and a half points is meaty. So I would definitely take that. Any other items you want to discuss because we do want to shut this puppy on down?
1: I think we're good, brother. Again, I just hope that I keep betting on teams who – I hope I keep betting on teams who have players opting out, and I hope I keep cash from tickets because – um, I've, I've got some Christmas presents paid off for it. It feels good. Normally I come onto a podcast and I have a a rant about why God knows what coach did something that's unimaginable because he's in a bowl game and doesn't give two shits. I've not had that happen yet. Now, there's still time left in the year, but a lot of the games my co-hosts and I just previewed are highly ranked teams, and you're not going to see as much crazy crap happen when the games are against teams who are – competing for something, you know, that means a little more. So, yeah, uh, that's it. I When we start for our next podcast, I will let you know how my um, first ever high school varsity basketball coaching game goes. So on that note, uh, Chris and I will be recapping the games we discussed, and we will be previewing the uh, future national championship game, which should be a hell of a game. It, it should be a great game. And as George has said, um, they were doing their best to avoid COVID protocols. I think there was a, like a couple of players that maybe had even like a, a leak out of it. And as we've seen, this new virus is maybe not as uh, hurtful and harmful and deadly as the last one, but it seems to spread quick. So I, I I can only imagine these college teams are doing all they can to keep their players nestled in the rooms because with I can only imagine how much it would suck for the NCAA to say, oh yeah the The Georgia Michigan game is postponed because Georgia COVID outbreak and now Michigan, you're now in the championship because I, there's not really, uh, any replacement, Chris. They can't like, oh, um, we're going to sub in, uh, you know, uh, Old Miss or, uh, you know, or Penn State or like there's no fixing it now. So I do hope we get to enjoy these two semifinal games because they both should be fun to watch. And I hope that, um, the, uh, medical gods let it happen because it should be a lot of fun. So until then, uh, stay safe, stay warm, have a very fun and safe New Year's. The boys will be back again soon. Peace.